0: This is Welcome Home Radio, from the Fresno Association of Realtors, on
1: 940-KYNO.
0: Well, good morning, and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's Most Informative Real Estate Talk Show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to provide our listeners the real facts and the real stats about our local market. We wanna provide you with this good information so it'll help you make informed decisions. And as you have heard me say, we're now entering our third decade of Welcome Home Radio. Well, it's really only 15 years, but we did start in 09. So that was the first decade then the 10s, now the 20s, and I always bring that up because it's important to think as you read things and hear things on the radio or on TV, read things on social media, Um, statistics can be spun, and um, hopefully you know I did that for fun and, and not to make it sound bad, all right. But anyway, 15 years is still a long time, and today we have a special show, because we have City Councilman from District 2 in the City of Fresno, Mike Carbasi. Thank you, Don, for having me. Excited yeah. to be here. All right, thank you very much. And it's not your first time on our show. Um, we No, we... I was on three decades ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, I, second wait, time. you're not that old. Second time. <laughs> and we also have um, Kim Huckabee, who is the GAD, for the fresno association realtors you got to tell us what's a gad
1: yeah i was gonna say um no government affairs director yep thanks for having me don it's good to be back on and it's really great to be here with Councilmember member Carbassi, who is my um council member he represents where i live and he's also become a really good friend so yeah, awesome. if i ever
2: do anything wrong when it comes to real estate and real estate policy kim <laughs> calls me as the gad and as a constituent to <laughs> let me know no i'm just teasing oh, yeah she's been a great friend yeah
0: All right. Good. good. And you know, that's the great thing. In fact, here's a good question for you, Kim. Sure. As the GAD, not as a realtor, how do you get this information of what's important to real estate?
1: Well, that's actually a really easy answer. I am fortunate enough to represent an organization... All levels of it right we have our local uh, realtor association then we have a state realtor association and a national realtor association where we address you know local policy state policy national policy but the the kicker and the the thing that makes us so different from any other you know uh, trade organization is that we are a hundred percent member driven so what becomes important is what is important to our members, what is affecting their ability to bring the dream of home ownership to, you know, our community. If what, if there's something that's hindering that, then I'm going to hear about it from the members and, or, you know, um, my source, the, the only other way is generally like, you know, with working uh, with council members like council member Carbassi letting us know that, hey, this is gonna be coming down the pipe, you know, pay attention, et cetera. But I mean, really it is, we are member driven and every, each vote is the same.
2: Yeah, that communication for us is very important. Uh, I don't think we have one realtor on the council now. And that's not a challenge for anyone to run against me, but, <laughs> but uh, I say that because um, diversity is important. So if we're not experts on real estate, we rely on communication and relationships. So being able to call Kim and other members of the association, it's, it's a big deal because if we want to pass a policy that can impact um, property tax, which is our largest tax base in this town, uh, we should be very careful about those decisions and the
0: impact it has on people's ability to buy homes. Mm -hmm. And I heard this many years ago uh, at the state level that a lobbyist is actually an educator because how can an elected official know everything about everything? Well, it depends
2: what they're lobbying, but I I tell you what though, (laughs) being local, I don't consider Kim in any shape or form a lobbyist. I really do consider her someone that has skin in the game and is a person that knows how to talk to everybody, no matter what your political persuasion is, your level of knowledge or ignorance, And help me and my colleagues be better informed. It's more of a partnership, really. Mm -hmm.
0: And I mean that. Okay. And I really thought Kim was going to answer my question of how do you get this information by saying, well, Don, you call me and say, here's a problem. Yeah. (laughs) Which I did about a month or two ago. And ironically, you got her got it fixed.
1: Got it solved. No, I mean, and I think that, you know, to Councilmember Karbassi's point, I, I mean, all of this really is a partnership. And, you know, I mean, I think most of the time we're generally on the same page. I think, you know, most of us want people to get into home ownership. We don't want to make mm-hmm. that difficult, right? I mean, um, but it really does come down to the partnerships. It, it, you know, also, in addition to our members, it, it is, you know, right. The partnerships are so, so important. I'll
2: just add our elected officials at all kinds of le- different levels, whether you're a small local government or you're a state or federal, um, we are human beings. Human beings make mistakes. Um, I never assume they're intelligent. We have to inform them, all of, all of us, including myself. We have to all be informed. Um, I will say it does make a difference when you're someone that has skin in the game, like a realtor. That's your income level. You're, cre- you're providing a service for people. Uh, When you speak up at all levels, just recently there was this policy, I can't recall the name, you'll fill me in, Kim, federally they wanted to change uh, the requirements basically to incentivize you for having bad credit to get Uh, a home. So the rumors were out there, you mentioned on earlier about facts versus what statistics show, people were saying, oh, I'm going to dump my credit and I'll be able to afford a better rate on my mortgage, which is the worst thing you can do for yourself.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I believe it's all—that's actually all squashed, right? It that, is. That yeah. We yeah. Went, because of we, advocacy. We, yeah, we actually—I actually met with the Speaker's office, uh, Speaker McCarthy's office, when we were in DC, and you know, flushed a lot of that yep. that out, which is great. So yeah.
0: Good yeah. credit rewards. Right. Yeah, and I don't see something good coming out of something bad doing Absolutely. something bad. Absolutely. And a lot of these calls.
1: Yeah, sorry Don, I just cut you off, but um, a lot of these policies, it's it's like, you know, I think back to the pace, you know, stuff. A lot of these things are well-intentioned. I mean, I think, you know, the legislators like, well, this could help this, you know, group of my constituents, but they don't because they're not experts in the field. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, insert Don Scordino, I need you to come and, you know, educate why why will this not work and how actually your well-intentioned program policy how it's going to backfire, etc. And I mean, and that's what we do every single day.
2: What do they say? The road to H-E double hockey sticks is paved with good intentions. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, but you know what? It's frustrating for me because sometimes someone may, firmly, a policymaker will firmly believe what they're doing is right because they're so focused on one group. But we have to remember in this country, in this great country, it's majority rule minority rights. We have to think of the majority. And our middle income working class folks, which include our realtors, which include, People like me, um, Mm -hmm. we are the majority and we're the ones that reinvest in our economy by buying homes, by going to the local grocery store and doing these things. So Mm -hmm. um, I think our policies need to be tailored to that and not one specific group. But of course, I'm overruled. If you watch cable news, I'm wrong.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's on and I think that we were chatting a little bit before the show. And I think that kind of leads into the question you wanted to ask, right? Like, you know.
0: Which of my many questions?
1: It was about what do you do as a, as a council member, right? You know, okay, you're dealing with a majority, one. but then you have, you know, districts to represent, et cetera. So.
0: Okay, so here was the question I had, and that is how do you, as a councilman for District 2, w- weigh your thoughts and de- make a decision to vote on something that may be good for District 2? but not for the city as a whole, or
2: vice versa. Sure. So for the folks that may not know, District 2 is northwest Fresno. Essentially, it's north of Shaw to the river, Blackstone west past the 99. Now, we had redistricting recently, so my district goes south of Shaw. Bullard, Talent, the old San Joaquin Hotel, that's part of District 2 now. Um, I did lose the corner of Blackstone and Shaw uh, up to about uh, Bullard, part of that is now uh district four but a lot of county islands so if you live by bullard high school there's lots of county islands mm-hmm. south of lake vaness there's a big county island but pretty much northwest fresno where i was born and raised that's district two and your question about how i balance the needs of the district versus the city let me put it this way what's good for northwest is good for everywhere <laughs> but, but, but here's the reality i agree with that as a resident <laughs> here's, here, here, here's the reality. Um, my priorities, I think, are priority priorities that are important for the city. So I am very, very big on public safety, not because it pulls well. Look, when I became when I got into office, very quickly there was a lot of attacks on public safety. But I knew that, you know, things come and go. The reality is, people call nine one one. Usually, people that are uh, of. Uh, in, great need, it's the worst day of your life when you call 911 and they expect a response. And Local government isn't like state or even county government or federal government. Local government is what you see every day. Your garbage being picked up, your streets being cleaned, your potholes being fixed that I'm sure we'll talk about today. Fire department, your police department, these core services are the functional responsibility of cities across this state.
1: It's a public good, right?
2: Absolutely. So for me, when I harp so much on having enough officers, the one pledge in my campaign was no new cops, no budget. If our budget doesn't increase the number of police officers till we get to 1,000 officers in our department, and we're about to get to 900, so we're getting closer, I, I said I wouldn't sign the budget, and I've only had to do that one time every time that we've added officers to the budget because that's a priority for Northwest Fresno, but it benefits Southeast Fresno, Southwest Fresno, Northwest Central, all of it. So I try to be fair and also consider that you wanna go to a doctor's appointment, you're probably gonna go down Herndon, right? So when I fight for money for our roads on Herndon, it's for residents of this entire city to use that major Northwest, uh, I say freeway, Northwest uh, roadway. The other issues I've talked about, and I'm gonna stop here, Traffic safety, we had a press conference a few days ago on traffic safety, red light runners. That's not just a problem in Northwest Fresno, That's a citywide problem, it's a growing problem. Street racing, during the pandemic, it just, I don't know what's happened every time a new Vin Diesel movie comes out, Fast and Furious, <laughs> street racing goes up. So uh, That must be the reason. I suppose so. <laughs> but um, you know what, what I have found that works? Um, we had tremendous help from our partners in the Sheriff's Department, especially Fresno PD. Bureau of Automotive Repair and the CHP, and penalties worked. When we impound those street racing vehicles, because they're racing on our roads, Mm -hmm. they're not racing in the country, they're on Palm and Bullard, where there was a very tragic accident December 26, 2020. I'll never forget that. Mm. Three members of a family were killed by an irresponsible street racer, and the street racer was killed too, so his family lost a loved one. Well, since then, the operations uh, that we've created, like Stay Safe, Don't Race, has resulted in up to $10,000, $15,000 in penalties for that impounded vehicle. That makes a difference. It worked. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I'll give you a realtor perspective on why we need enough police out sure. there. It's scary when you a realtor enters a vacant home mm-hmm. and you realize there's a squatter mm-hmm. in there and you're not feeling safe. Uh it's Absolutely. confrontational. You call 911. You hate to be uh you know, put put back 2 hours. Right. Absolutely. Two, 2 minutes is too especially long, especially
2: when you're there with a the client and the client sees that. Mm. I mean, you know, I'm always worried about our So we ha, in order to provide all those services we talked about, it does cost money, and there's two ways to raise money. We can raise taxes, which I don't like, or we can grow our economy. And that's mm. when we talk about bringing investors in to see this great city and talk about all the great things. There's lots to criticize, I understand that, but there's a lot of good things going for us. And for you, when you want to market this community to folks, Um, safety is important. It's critical. The quality of our schools, very critical in your your field. So Mm -hmm. uh, I can help you on
0: the safety side. All right, great. With that, we are going to go to our first commercial break, but when we get back, we're going to go over a lot of things that are new or coming up in the city of Fresno, including a thing called MAP. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio with us today, we have Kim Huckabee, who is the Government Affairs Director for the Fresno Association of Realtors, and our special guest. Well, I guess you're special too, Kim.
1: (laughs) Not as special as you, Don. (laughs) (laughs) That's right.
0: Well, let's go to our special guest, and that is City Councilman Mike Carbassi. So we've been talking so far about district two and and, uh, the city of Fresno. Um, I know that a thing called constituent services Mm -hmm. is a big part of a city council person's job. Can you tell us what that is and how the constituents can use it? Yeah.
2: So it, it really reminds me of the experience I had growing up in my small family business in northwest Fresno or when I had a restaurant for several years. We care about our reputation, we care about our brand, especially when it's a locally owned business. It means everything and word of mouth is key. So when a customer comes to you with a problem, what do they say the customer is always right? Uh, even if they're not, you have to make them feel like they're valued because you will not survive without them. I will not survive without the consent of my constituents. So if somebody has a problem, they they call our office, they email our office, they go on next door. I monitor that a lot. And that actually, actually, that app has helped me a lot to find <laughs> out what's going on. And from big issues like street racing to small issues like my sidewalk is buckling and it's unsafe because we have a lot of seniors, we have a lot of kids in our community. And I my, my father actually just fell in our backyard uh, a month ago and dislocated his shoulder. Mm. Worst day in my life this year so far. Mm. I don't want that happening to anybody. So I'm very sensitive to that. So we do our absolute best to be very honest with people about response times and what we can and can't do. But our goal is to find a way to say yes. Sometimes in government, the goal is to say, say no, which I never understood. I take, of it, I take it from a more business perspective where your, your goal is to make the customer happy mm-hmm. as best you honestly can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: What can a constituent or one of our listeners expect if they were to notify your office mm-hmm. that, hey, that my sidewalk's cracked? Yeah,
2: so nowadays, I mean, all of that is based on the, the how much money we have in our budget. Now, it's been a couple of good years, so we've repaired a lot of sidewalks. Um, But what they'll do is they'll go to 311 311 and report it, but I actually request they call me directly at my office, which is 6217821, that's 6217821, or you can email district, the number two, so district2 at fresno.gov and let us know. In some cases, depending on where it's located and depending on the month they ask and how much money we have. We can get it done within a couple of weeks. In some cases, we've had people as patient as a year or two years. But I don't forget, we do get it done. I just want to be very uh, transparent about the challenges with doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, The other day we announced on Audubon, if you've ever driven Audubon Drive, the scenic drive, uh, sometimes people take it as a shortcut to get from Nice to Friant. I admit I've done that too. But Uh, people speed pretty (laughs) darn bad. So after years and years of people just fighting for some kind of way to stop the traffic so you can cross the street there because you can't cross the street we finally got funding and mayor jerry dyer was a big help in this process uh, and the san joaquin river conservancy which i'm the chair of was funding it we're going to build a cro- three crosswalks and a traffic signal at audubon and del mar
1: is that what's going on there now right no now? A good
2: question so right now when you're on Palm and you're going northbound, you turn on Nice, mm-hmm. you can go to Audubon, but traffic is backing up on Nice because there's not enough turn lanes for that traffic. Mm-hmm. We're adding a second turn lane okay. to help reduce that backup.
1: Well you've cut um, me out of speeding now. <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm <laughs> just
2: kidding. Yeah, so it's a it's gonna it's a multi year, multi pronged process, but I'm hoping That's by great. next year that traffic signal's in there along with the crosswalks because safety of our motorists pedestrians and bicyclists that's important
1: well it's also a quality of life issue which 100%. i very much you know i've only lived here a few years but i will say i think that the city of fresno does a really good job you know for the most part i mean work still needs to be done but with the time streetlights i mean all traffic flows it, you, you,
2: and you said that quality of life that's where local government i think differs from other levels of government you will interact with your council members. I mean, in the end, I won't be a council member forever. I mean, thank God for term limits. I'm a big proponent <laughs> of that because sometimes you get some you get some bad council members out there. They need mm-hmm. to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, uh, but I see my my friends, my neighbors, my old classmates all the time in the grocery store, or we'll go to the park. I mean,
0: or just walking in the neighborhood. Yeah. So that's great. Yep. All right. So, what else is new in the city of Fresno? I mm-hmm. the mayor just this past week had the state of the city and announced a few things catch us up on that a
2: lot of great stuff i think the mayor did a great job uh
0: very exciting so
2: we can talk about the airport um, if you've grown up in fresno like me our airport's grown a lot i remember there were multiple multiple levels uh when you're on the concourse and there was this wall that was different colors of carpeting all along the wall and as a kid it's like oh that's pretty neat as a kid anyways we have a parking garage there now but mm-hmm. that was a big expansion that was built uh recently but we have a a now a new I think it's 93 million dollars to build a new international terminal which is amazing Um, it'll be faster to it's a new TSA bag baggage check area we're gonna have some new restaurants in that terminal mad duck being one of them which is a Mm. fantastic business and
0: a local business
2: and a Mm local. absolutely that was a big thing for us we wanted local
0: and he was an old teammate of mine on a softball team so I know it's local Oh, that's
2: great and that's important. I mean, they've been growing like crazy. They're they're of course at Marks and uh, Herndon in Northwest Fresno. We go there a lot.
1: Had lunch there today.
2: <laughs> that's yeah. great. Um, so you know that that's gonna you know and that's all. So the good news about that is we were able to raise bond money for that. But because of the strong credit rating of the city and credit matters, we were able to have a lower bond, higher bond rating, so lower rates. For us, which means we saved about four and a half million dollars. Taxpayers saved four and a half million dollars because of our strong financial position. Just in an
0: interest, correct? All right, because interest Huge. doesn't supply <laughs> our interests, right? <laughs> correct. So th- that's a remarkable savings. Absolutely, and it goes along.
2: And it, it, it can be spent in other areas uh, in the airports department. Um, that's one thing. Uh, beautify Fresno. The mayor uh, mentioned how uh, you. A lot of people have participated in this program. Mark Standruff has done a great job. Uh, running that. Um, The goal, I think, this year was, or last year, was to raise, get a a million pounds of trash. Mayor said by halfway through the year, they exceeded that. So they said, okay, Mm -hmm. let's go for two million. And by the fall, they exceeded that. So they went well over two million pounds of trash last year big big deal
0: can i compliment the city of fresno on that beautify fresno thing that is one of the best things i've ever seen in the city of fresno that remember we did
1: we helped out uh, yeah yeah a couple times that was a great experience
0: yeah um but i i wish we would have started it decades ago because it 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 matters because pride in your neighborhood pride Mm -hmm. in your home Is what makes us thrive Mm -hmm. and
2: you know uh, there there was trash everywhere it wasn't just where you 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 know people would assume it's in one part of town northwest there was a lot there's bulky items like mattresses and uh, refrigerators and things like that now we have operation cleanup every year which is great but um, beautify Fresno has been a big big help And and the best part is it's resident driven it's all volunteers and they still go um, that's great, and a couple other things. Of course, our budget process is about to start every year. We have a, our fiscal year uh, ends uh, ends June thirtieth, so the month of June. It's a pretty intense process. So we have we're going to have a one point seven billion dollar city budget this year, largest we have ever had before. We're projecting sales tax will grow by two and a half percent, property tax by four and a half percent, which is good. My personal opinion, though, I don't think sales tax is going to grow that much. A lot of peop- people are switching from buying goods to buying services, and that's yeah. that we don't pay taxes on that. So I'm a bit more conservative when it comes to money, uh, m- m- mostly because I don't have a whole lot and I got to be careful with it. <laughs> um, so uh, that's going to be an interesting, interesting uh, negotiation between the mayor and the council. But usually we get things right. I will say what I'm very proud of, though. We have ha- we have record numbers of firefighters, and if this budget goes through. We will finally have 900 officers um, in our department, which is the highest as ever before. It's not where I want us to be, but it's very, very close.
0: Where are we at now? And you say we're going to grow to 900. So forgive me. Don't hold me to
2: this. I think we're authorized just over 850 positions, but uh, I I could be mistaken. There may be 830.
0: That's right. So we're I've been looking the, at a lot of numbers lately. We're so. on the radio. It's hard to remember <laughs> specific numbers. <laughs> I, I just
1: want to add, too, that I, you know, someone who watches the council mm-hmm. and, you know, all of our elected, um, you know, municipalities, uh, I would say that it's been so refreshing this year to mm-hmm. see everyone getting along. I can I sort of feel the momentum. You can, you know, there's not just... You know, the
2: infighting, the yeah. unprofessionalism. Yeah, that, that was... And I think for a lot of us... Um, a lot of us kind of like like, like to work on
1: the yeah,
0: council. Yeah, and you can see got it. frustrated
2: with a lot of that. Yeah. and uh, you know, I think Council President Maxwell's done a really good job running the meetings fairly for everybody. It's very, he's um, done an excellent absolutely, job. Yeah, uh, he doesn't play favorites. Everyone has a right to speak, and he respects that. And but he's also good at keeping us corralled together. Um, we have a new council member, Council Member Perea. She's the vice president this year, and mm-hmm. look, she's very different uh, than the person before her. She's independent. She know she knows land use. She's probably the closest to a real estate expert we're going to get on that council, and she's doing a great job. I enjoy. In fact, I partnered with her on this issue regarding uh, speeding in Fresno. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I've really had a much better time collaborating. I work with everybody. I don't care what your party is. I care about what your character is. Yeah. And I'm fortunate to have good good partners in the council.
0: Yeah. All right. One more question before we go to our next commercial break. Tell us about the pothole thing, because it— this year seems to be quite a year for potholes
2: yeah real quick i'm I'm frankly very embarrassed and i'm going to admit we have a lot of work to do on this issue especially in northwest fresno uh the storms killed us and our solution we knew was temporary we'd go out there and we'd fix the holes but it was a cold patch it really wasn't enough uh part of the budget the mayor announced we're all very excited we're going to have dedicated crews all they're going to do is go out there in this city and repair potholes and repair sections of streets that have this problem because Even Herndon now is facing problems, and it's very frustrating.
1: So on that issue with the potholes, um, which thank you for, I mean, you guys have done the best you could. I mean, storms are storms. I have a place in Shaver. I realize what Mm -hmm. happens to roads and, you know, all of the stuff. So just that you guys are on top of it. But in regard to that, the Fresco app, Mm -hmm. and if you guys don't have it out there, it's go into your, your app store, download Fresco app. I, I think this is one of the, can you report potholes on that? You too? can,
2: absolutely. And that's actually okay. key for that. You can even put pictures on there. You get a yes. ticket number. Uh, and if you, if you if you don't, if you're not computer savvy or phone savvy, that's fine. You can call 311. It's basically right. the same thing.
1: And also I, I noticed uh, on your website through the city, there's also like a direct form just that you go on mm-hmm. and fill it out. Easy peasy. But for anyone who doesn't have the Fresco app, there's so much that can be done through that. So I just wanted to that little plug okay
0: and when we get back we are going to talk more about some of the vi- common violations that can be reported on fresco mm-hmm. but the, and then in the fourth segment we're going to get, come to the good one that everybody's talking about called map the mortgage assistance program so stay tuned to welcome home radio
1: Out here it's like I'm else.
0: welcome back to welcome I home radio this is I'm don scordino seat. your host and Today here in the studio, we have City Councilman Mike Carbassi of District 2, and we also have Kim Huckabee, who is the Government Affairs Director for the Fresno Association of Realtors. And as we've established in the first half of the show, it takes a team, it takes a village to run this place, and we're all part of it. Even guys like me, just, you know, a realtor who might report to one of the two of you uh, uh, an issue out there but there's a way that um we can all report and kim you were starting to tell us about that before i had to cut you short for the uh commercial break
1: yeah no i was just wanting to you know um highlight and i think uh, councilmember Carbasi sort of talked about it a little bit too it's sort of um you know it related to constituent services i was actually on his website through the city today and happened to go to FrezGo, um which everyone can download if you just do the search it's frez and then capital g-o um but yeah i mean there's tons of stuff that can be reported through that app i mean there's code you know regular code violations um from say like cars parked on a lawn um Tall weeds, vacant unsecured house. Just giving you know, a few little things here. Um there are police violations, um, you know, things like say trailers stored in the streets, um the public works type yeah, stuff.
2: City landscaping issues yeah. if you're meeting an island. Like for example, uh between, by between my Brawley, there was a irrigation problem. It was mm-hmm. the flooding well it wasn't flooding, but in this in this day and age it's creating water overflow so i used fresco took a picture reported it that way our staff got it but i can also keep track of where the status is
1: exactly
2: Uh, you can report things like your curb and gutter issues we talked about sidewalks though i will say this though i strongly suggest that if you report it on fresco that's great but also contact your council member to report Mm -hmm. that as well that way we can get it directly yeah no that's then good that's, that's good
1: yeah. yeah in fact and you could also not only you can contact your your council member but mm-hmm. if you go on to the uh the website it does have direct numbers to mm-hmm. code you know yep. the code um department fresno.gov um, yep. There you go. Yep. Um, but like another really good one is like if you see graffiti out there. Yes. You know, like let's get, you know, it's a great and, easy way to clean up our and community. And our response
2: times for that graffiti abatement is is very, I think most of it they'll do within a day or two. Yeah. Um, probably the same day. Because, and we, you know, we talked about beautifying our city, making it attractive, not just to people that come to visit, but people that live here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, we, we it, just, it looks so unsightly. We can't have that.
1: Yeah
0: you know for about 25 years this uh, major corporation here in town would use me as their they called me their ambassador (laughs) for recruiting so um as they would get a recruit in town they wanted me to give them a community tour for a couple three hours and i was so proud of fresno because nine times out of ten these people would say wow I never knew Fresno was so beautiful. I never oh, knew great. that mm-hmm. Fresno had all this to offer. Right. And, you know, being I've lived here all my life, I, I was able to tell them all kinds of great things about our city.
2: That's great to hear. You know, I think the mayor in the city of the city mentioned how, you know, sometimes there's criticism of Fresno. We're the butt of jokes out there in media. But we all we want to fill people in with the reality of what Fresno is. And, you know, I... I, I like I said, I grew up here, uh, I remember as a kid uh, going to Producers Dairy through Malik Elementary's field trips or the pumpkin patch. We are very much, even though we're a growing town, we have so many emerging markets, ag is still in our roots. Uh, I mean, you can, there's all kinds of activities and fun things you can do, but it's also great to know that you can go to a farmer's market and get actual fresh produce. I didn't know until I left Fresno to go visit people on the East Coast, for example. That's not normal. Right. People don't don't have that. I mean, everything's shipped to them, or you know, whatnot. So uh, there's a lot of great things about this community, and being able to grow up here, maybe we don't always see it, but mm-hmm. um, it's nice to be reminded of those things.
0: Yeah, and I, I remember one one guy who, who came out here, and he's from New York City. Mm-hmm. He goes, before we get started, I want you to know that my friends are making fun of me <laughs> for even considering Fresno. They tell me this is the worst place in America. Well glad to know that guy took the job here and that was about 20 years ago and he's still here Loves less traffic friendly it. people that's y- great yeah and that's close great. to everything absolutely you know what an hour two hours you can be at the snow right couple three hours you can be on the in the beach absolutely yeah it's fantastic i love it here <laughs> yeah and now where are you from originally
1: well I'm from Maine originally but hey, Maine, Maine yeah. There, yeah it's beautiful there yeah. far 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 away but I moved here to Fresno from from Bakersfield and you know everyone said well it's the same well no it's not at all um, it's very very different in the sense of you know like what yeah. you just said a city feel I mean it, industries are a little different you have a little bit more oil down there
2: yeah I'm gonna be 40 this year and in my lifetime Fres- Northwest Fresno alone has changed so much in that amount of time I mean everything was all fig orchards now we have all kinds of fun places to go to and activities. We have a second water park. I mean, I remember when it was Clovis Lakes, not Wild Water. Now we have the island. I mean, I'm, I'm too old not to go to those things, but I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I hope so. I got little cousins that like that kind of stuff. But, um, sure. It's just, it's just, <laughs> it's just amazing. And now And we have this amazing river. So I mentioned the San Joaquin River Conservancy. I mean – I grew up just a mile and a half from the river and never knew it was there because it wasn't very easy to access. But soon enough, we're going to have the Eaton Trail completed. We're going to have that whole section in Fresno where you'll be able to access it, go fishing just on a whim Mm -hmm. in the San Joaquin River, or go hiking, go biking, whatever you want. It's going to be great.
0: I used to live in Northwest Fresno over off of Herndon and Valentine and love that place. And I used to joke that uh, it's just so peaceful because the only 711 around was the zip code 93711 <laughs> that's funny that's funny <laughs> yeah and but even funnier is that i remember way way back when i helped clear the orch- the fig orchard out where my house was eventually built oh is that right so yeah that makes me a little bit older than 40 (laughs) (laughs) but no
2: that was a very special time you know and we still have that that small town community feel in northwest which i really do like and Mm -hmm. you know it's it's just a different every, every i think every district every part of town has its own little character i mean tower districts always such a fun place to go to old fig sunnyside um of course the fig garden village neighborhood and then you've got um you know northwest and all the new el paseo shopping center that's all new stuff out there and mm-hmm. very exciting so uh the only thing i want for that area we have so many great mature trees we don't have a lot out there i'm trying to work on that because i think that makes a big difference oh
0: it does it i just I had haven't... some people um a couple weeks ago come come to town they're looking to buy and they said what they wanted mm-hmm. was something with mature trees mm-hmm. They wanted something with a larger lot. They, they don't- That's Northwest, bring them to Northwest. That's what I told them. I said, you just described Northwest right. Fresno. And uh, that that's where they want to focus their well, purchase on. Yeah, if we have time in this segment, I wanted to ask
2: you a little bit though about housing stock and supply right now, because we depend so heavily on these transactions, these people being able to own homes, purchase homes and property. Um, one thing that's come up is, whether or not people from out of town are coming in to buy homes to make them Airbnbs and how does that impact our supply? I mean, it's good because it's a transaction, but then does that re- make it harder for people that live here to buy homes or people that moving, move to work here?
0: May I answer that Please. question? <laughs> All right. That's, that's part of believing what you hear on social right. media. Oh, I'm glad it's, I asked. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's really not true. I,
0: <laughs> rarely do I run into that. Now, sometimes I'll have an existing owner mm-hmm. who maybe has lived in a home for many, many years, sure. saying, uh, "You know, it's too big for me." Absolutely. But rather than sell, I'll make this part of Airbnb. Sure. So I don't really believe that's a a big concern see I'm so glad I asked because one of
2: the worst things in the world especially when you're a policymaker is to give in to rumors and innuendo. So when you go to the expert like I went to you Don mm. and you can set me straight that's how I can make better decisions
0: wait, wait a minute Kim how come you rolled your eyes when he called me an expert <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs>
1: no, I didn't I mean, see I that know. <laughs> and I know it's I mean I you are you're on the street I mean I look at the data right Right. but I I trust you know you guys are out there yeah you know, you know how it happens i think one of the things with the airbnb situation mm-hmm. honestly um right now you're seeing like say you know a couple who uh, maybe they're not married or i mean mm-hmm. just for example they're spending you know all their time at one house mm-hmm. and so they're gonna Airbnb the other house, you know, half the time. So you you see that the numbers at Airbnb right. are going up, but does that mean that like someone's come in as just a full on investment? Well, that's
2: different. Yeah, you know? that's just you know, it's um, your property. You can do what you want with yeah. it. Yeah, that's and I totally think we different.
1: also during COVID, you know, we saw an influx of, uh, you know, folks, you know, coming in from even Bay Area, even from LA. Mm-hmm throughout the valley but it seems like that has sort of neutralized itself as people need to you know get back to the schools back you know they're working back in their offices etc so i mean i i I don't think we're seeing a huge influx right now and and frankly like it's really hard to be a landlord in california (laughs) i'm a landlord personally and you know i i don't know that i want to purchase more units in, in california it's just it makes it really really difficult if you're a mom and pop to you know be able to try to Mm -hmm. well Uh,
0: another thing that i hear a lot of is that uh airbnbs mm -hmm. in the adu's accessory Mm -hmm. dwelling units and now with new state law uh accessory dwelling units are very easy to build on especially in fresno Mm -hmm. yeah we have a
2: program where you can go in we have uh, it was the cottage home program um, there are pre-made plans. Yeah. It's basically over the counter, you can get a permit. There's like different models and elevations. And um, I, I'd like to see more of those, those go in. And,
0: and that's where I was going with this. I've looked at that website, those plans, they're mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. And to think that you can just adopt that and put it on your property. And yet here's the reality. Very few people are doing that.
2: Right, I, I think part of it is people don't know. So the fact mm-hmm. that we're talking about it today is good. Um, we, we probably could do a better job of getting the word out. But the other thing is, I'd like it to be that easy to build your own home in Fresno or to for people that build increased increase supply. And and we have not done the job we need to do on that. Yeah.
1: Well, in all fairness, that's not really – I mean, it's sort of out of your hand. I mean, I think not that Not
2: necessarily. Well
1: – There's been a lot that's been done the, the, to – There are
2: economic factors. I mean, the price of lumber tripling, for example, right. the tariffs. CEQA. The, I mean, there's at, nothing you can do about right. that. Right. There are a lot of state stuff from Sacramento that makes it difficult. But I also want to make sure that – we are comparable to other communities like Visalia or Bakersfield, even or Merced. They're so hungry for that increased tax base. They want to re- basically raise the opportunity to bring in residents. We need to do the same in Fresno. Right. We so should be streamlining too. it, making it, it a little bit, yeah. Make it more business-like and easier. It yeah. really should be. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, and with that, we are going to our next commercial break. But I suppose when we get back, I better go with what I promised, and that is to talk about MAP or the uh, Mortgage Assistance Program. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940-KYNO. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. Here we are for our final segment. And as promised, we are going to talk about the MAP program, the Mortgage Assistance Program that was just announced this week by Mayor Dyer for the City of Fresno. So um, we have an expert here on it, uh, Kim Huckabee. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I think well, she rolled her eyes again. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I'm, I'm, I'm
1: definitely not an expert on it, but I will say I've been uh, anxiously waiting in anticipation. Um, I think this is something that you know we worked um, obviously with the city to you know sort of let them know what our needs were etc out in the community um former council member uh, esmeralda soria i know was um really big on this and not just this particular program but another program that will roll out i think a little bit later that is more designed to help um you know middle class the families that don't qualify maybe for um you know low income you know type Services and uh, programs, but um, so anyway, so like I said, been anxiously waiting, and the mayor just rolled this out on Wednesday. Um, I shouldn't act like I'm too much of an expert here, as I have Councilmember Carboss sitting next to me, so feel free to jump in mm-hmm. if I get it wrong. But I think you know, just uh, you know, some of the highlights essentially, so uh, th- there's about 4.1 million dollars um available these are going to be their their loans essentially for up to a hundred thousand dollars they don't require um you know cash up front which is a big
2: deal yeah it's
1: huge huge i I mean gosh my yeah there's many many people i could think of off the top of my head that could benefit from this um now there are income requirements i'm not going to go over those you know here and i don't want to get them wrong i'll give a phone number and a website when i'm We'll do
0: that in the following shows as more information comes out.
1: Yeah. So essentially, I mean, the the biggest requirements, like I said, there's some income stuff, but then you uh, just must not have owned a home in the past three years. Um, and you have to go to like an eight hour home buyer class. I mean, really pretty eight easy, hours really for 000, a hundred thousand dollars. I
0: would do it three times. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: So for, you know, our realtor members out there, just so you know, um, you know, when you're out there, you know, talking to your clients, you know, the pro uh, the property, um, does have qu- some qualifications too. It needs to be located in the city of Fresno. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a big thing. Cause I remember the city of Fresno had a down payment assistance T- right. Some time ago, uh-huh. and people would get all excited. They would get a house and then find out they're in a county island. So, right. So yeah. yeah, I
1: mean that's yeah that that could this could really be a, a right. Big deal. So
0: the realtor really has to step up their game and know if you're on a county wait, island. Wait,
1: hold on, Don. Even if you're in a county island, you can still technically be within no city well
2: so if you're in a county island um you are a county resident and that wouldn't qualify for the program okay but right. you're within the city i mean you're surrounded by the city we got gotcha. you yeah <laughs> Almost,
1: yeah for okay. example
0: if you're on first and shields or, or let's say first in clinton mm-hmm. um, that's geographically the center of fresno and yet that's a county island right. mm-hmm. the mayfair right. district now here's a quick way to know and it's not a hundred percent but look at the street sign Mm -hmm. If if it's just green with white numbers and letters, then um, that's the county. If it's more elaborate and has more information that's the city
2: we like to be fancy in the city yeah. look at the garbage cans too <laughs> right. yeah okay.
1: it, and then if Nurted.
0: you're in Clovis it's brown they're right. brown signs not green signs that
1: was the best lesson you taught me when I first moved here Dawn because I could not figure out when I was in Clovis and when I was in Fresno and well when
2: you were depressed you were in Clovis you're happy, <laughs> in Fresno. yeah, yeah. just like my, my counterparts in the council in Clovis council I'm just kidding yeah. sorry Lynn don't get mad at me I yeah I love you guys too. Um,
1: so let me finish this real fast, and then uh, only other you know, um, it will need to be the buyer's principal residence. So mm-hmm. you this can't be like an investment or you know a second home or anything like that, and it needs to be a single family residence.
2: Yeah, it's 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 so home ownership is is a very very big thing that we need to encourage more of uh, in our community. It's very freeing for for someone. And first of all. Um, this isn't like i think the wish program when i was buying my first home I was looking into that i didn't end up qualifying but that was like a matching one to three and mm-hmm. you only get i think fifteen thousand dollars or something like that this is a hundred thousand dollars and you don't have to provide cash up front so this can be a huge way for 40 families in this city to be able to get uh, a home and so I, I just think mayor and his uh, team get a lot of credit for this program
1: yeah i Like I said, I've been anxiously waiting. Um, If you're interested, you know, hurry up, jump on the bandwagon. Is yeah, applications are up now. Yeah, they're up. Um, Councilmember Kavasi just said too. uh, You know, it's limited. These are can be up to a hundred thousand, and there's Mm four point one million. So Mm -hmm. jump on it
0: now just when you say you got to jump on it right away that is true because look at the program a couple of months ago that the state of california came out with the dream Uh for all Mm. they ran out of money in 11 11 days Days. now i would suspect this will go longer because you guys do have restrictions and conditions on there which the dream for all didn't have very many at all right yeah so um but This ought to get people off the fence, get them thinking, even if you don't use this program, there's other programs Mm -hmm. out there, uh, other down payment assistance programs. Mm -hmm. There's always the POP program. Mm -hmm. And um, that's where you get money from your dad.
2: I I think some folks, um, when you're you're a renter and you finally decide to make the plunge and buy a home, it could be a confusing process. That's where it helps to have a realtor. That's a person, they have, they want you to find a beautiful home and give you that key and have that experience. I remember the first time it happened to me. But don't give up. I mean, the worst thing is you try and you don't succeed. You don't get it and you get it in a couple of years. But the best thing is you have a beautiful home and a great price and it's the right neighborhood and, it, and you build memories. So I think it's worth giving it a shot. Now you have mm-hmm. this program that gets you a little bit ahead of the game.
1: Right.
0: One of my best experiences was over a year ago. The market was so hot, and I had some clients, and we needed an interpreter, um, and also the, they used their translator on their phone. Mm-hmm. We made offers on eight different homes mm-hmm. before we got one, but he puts on his translator when I gave him the keys. Thank you for not giving up on oh, us. That's sweet. That, I tell you, that made my career. Oh, that's that wonderful. to know that I helped him. Oh, no. The, then the next best thing is a few months later, their son, who's six years old, is telling the mom, we got to call Don. He needs to get us a home with a swimming pool this time. <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet. That's sweet. So, pretty good one. The six year old remembers. That's you.
2: right. It's it's things like that when you really help people like you talk about constituent services and what you do. That's what keeps you going because it's just, every job can have stress in it. It really can, it can be difficult, especially when you're bidding, same thing with me when I got my home. Ours was three, which isn't as bad, but not giving up and then getting that reward and seeing that family, you've changed their trajectory
0: tremendously. That's great.
1: Good for you.
0: Right. So, on the down payment assistance program, contact your realtor um, and get in touch with your lender. Find out if you do qualify, because there are income restrictions. but. Also know that if you don't make it on this one, there's another program coming out. And, uh, Mr. Garbasi, when do you think that'll be rolled out? The one that's more, I guess, the income restriction. For the first time today, you stumped me because I don't have an answer for you. I have.
1: I mean, I I think (laughs) it's a little more complicated. And I'm actually, you know, again, I'm really, really proud of the city uh, for, like, and their their work on this to, like, find a way to do it because it really is difficult to be able to offer – These types of, you know, program assistance to anyone outside of those low income guidelines. So they've had to get very, very creative. Um, I my understanding is, you know, coming soon. You know, we're hoping like by fall, you know.
0: Okay, And don't feel bad about being stumped. That's like when somebody asks us, when will my house sell? (laughs) Uh, Who who knows?
2: The last thing I want to do is give bad information. I've never been uh, ashamed to say I don't know, but I'll find out
1: yeah mm-hmm. that, yeah I think that's always the best way to answer it right I mean mm-hmm. All right. Coming.
0: I got a quick question for you and that is um, there was something about that came up at City Council this week about sidewalk blocking right can you tell us what's happening there
2: so you know the issue of homelessness has been on everyone's minds uh, no matter where you live in this town and we can go into great detail about it I'll, I'll spare you from that but the fact of the matter is, there are two areas of law that are uh, at odds. Uh, one is a ruling I think a few years ago, maybe in '19, uh, from Idaho, basically that uh, we can't move homeless people. They have rights to be where they are. I mean, you can't occupy more than half the sidewalk. But here's the problem: those sidewalks are protected under the Americans with Disabilities Act from the early '90s. So which law takes precedence and eventually Mm -hmm. we're going to have to get a legal answer on that we're saying you can't block the sidewalk in fresno there's no fine associated with it but we have policies that will enable um our heart team to be able to move these people along Mm -hmm. so that they're not blocking those public access points you know was it perfect no that's why we're going to come back at some point and review it again hopefully make it better there were some folks that were really concerned about it but i think we have to take a step in this direction like i said earlier in the show We have to be accommodating and support the rights of the minority group, the small number of people, but we cannot neglect the majority of people who make up our tax base and the voters and the people that, uh, you know, they have- Rely on
1: you for public safety. (laughs) Absolutely, and they they,
2: they have just as much rights as anyone else. We can't just say, well, we're going to put you aside when you're, you know, nine-tenths of the room for this one small group.
0: We have to find balance, but we can't just neglect the majority and i would think in many cases that sidewalk is owned by the property owner and that's an easement for the city no it's a public access point Mm -hmm. oh that is okay
2: even though yeah we have we have easement rights so it is even better it's owned by the people it's a public right away
0: okay now last year my wife wanted to drive through a portion of downtown los angeles Uh and go into some of the shops there Uh we could not even oh right fathom right. going into any of those shops and right. spending our money there right i was thankful for that but um <laughs> <laughs> but that's because of the it's tents money, right. and the camping that right. was taking place on the sidewalks there was no halfway this was
1: well the full the, on streets out there, right yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it's terrible
2: i mean and you look at what's happening in san francisco with a lot of the big retailers and that, of course that's organized retail crime too and they're responding to that but it's tragic look it's one thing it's bad for anybody you go to a cvs which there was a situation in my district about a year ago and in the middle of the day they're stealing liquor they're taking their sweet time doing it and there's videos out there and people feel less safe going to a drugstore to get medicine Mm -hmm. or you got the mom and pop shop like my family has one that's our lively income that's how we survive that's how we pay our mortgage Um, and your taxes (laughs) that's right and our taxes and that's how the city collects taxes from the Mm -hmm. revenue generated right so when we don't do anything about those things and let it be pervasive then the only option the government will have is to instead of raising the tax base they'll start raising taxes on people and that's that's a, that's a it's like a vicious cycle we can't have that
0: and you know on this show we're always saying buy local buy local Absolutely. deal local if the sidewalks are blocked you can't get into your store mm-hmm. Maybe people are going to go online to shop now and have it delivered to them, and then yes. that hurts our local economy, absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah. Usually, as a business, our job is to make it as easy as possible for you to spend your money in our store, right? Yeah. So, uh, that, yeah, and that we, re- we need to rely on a local government to do its part too. But it's also for people that are just riding their bikes or walking, you it's need the to basics. have basic stuff, you need to have pu- public access to those right One person can't take over that and take it away from everyone else.
0: There you go okay real quickly 30 seconds or less kim what do you want our listeners to remember most about today's show
1: mm.
0: that she didn't roll her eyes yeah, yeah. I, I didn't roll my eyes <laughs> and um
1: no i mean I, I i hope they remember all of it because i think this has been a really informative uh show i think a lot of resources um ja yeah, don stresses me out remember that
0: yeah Councilman Carbasi, yeah. what do you want our listeners to remember most?
2: Well, look, if you have a problem, don't give up. Please do use the Fresco app, use 311. Call your council members, reach out to them. We are your advocates. In the case, if you live in Northwest Fresno, thank you for being a resident and call 621 or go to district2 at fresno.gov, send us an email. I'll get that and we will do our best to help you.
0: And the thing I want our listeners to remember most is that we really appreciate you listening every Saturday. So we'll be back again next week, so tune in to Welcome Home Radio, 940-KYNO.